Hi, it's Jasmine. You know, that girl who did you know what way before the internet ever existed. Join me and my special guest every week as we talk about anything and everything because nothing is too taboo. So punch your ticket and get on board the crazy train with me, Jasmine Saint Clair. All aboard! I don't think I've ever had a guest like you before, which is interesting. And you're so young, you know. I'm now, 34. It, you're what? 34. Well, okay. It, it's a state of mind. So I just thought you were way younger. Yeah, and, it happens. <laughs> well, Donnie is such a cute name. So you're from Texas. What part of Texas are you from? I'm actually originally from Indiana. Born and raised in Indiana. Moved to Texas in 2008. Actually, June 20th of 2008, it was at that time when my best decisions I've ever made in my life. Uh, what made me move here? Number one, my family moved. Number two, they had no state income tax. And there's a lot of opportunities here if I moved here in 08. Wait, Texas doesn't have income ta- state income tax? Nope. Oh, well, I think there's we a few to- others Washington, Tennessee, uh, Florida. Um, New Hampshire has a version of that but yeah what about rhode island because i heard rhode island like a lot of people go to rhode island to shop at the malls because there's no tax or something so that might be a sales tax thing got it so you have a pretty interesting thing so for everyone listening i i met donnie and it's it's a female by the way it's an actual female okay born a female (laughs) is a female d-o-n-i the constitutionalist so Mm -hmm. I get on Twitter and then I'm just like looking around at things. And then I see you on there. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. So I'd like you to tell everyone a little bit about um, how you got started with, I guess, politics in a way. Is that what we want to say? Politics. Yeah. So real quick, I'll tell how I got started. But I want everyone to realize politics is not just a subject. It has to do with determining if you're a criminal or not. It has to do with what uh, opportunities you have, um, what regulations your business will have and won't have. It has to do with your livelihood. It has to do with, you know, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. It affects your life every single day. And so people really should look at politics as like health insurance or anything else that's important to you. And it's not just about, oh, I just want to talk about, you know, the news. It's not just news. This has to do with our life. So... When I was 16, I started working at the grocery store. I was excited. I did my little tallies and my hours, how much I got paid per hour. And then I got the physical check. You know, we got the paper checks. Mm-hmm. And I tore it open, about to sign the back. I said, oh, wait, what is this? Signed it, cashed it, went home to my parents. I said, uh, what's this? What's this? And they go, what? I go, they took too much of my money. They said, oh, that's normal. That's taxes. I go, but why they took, why did they take so much? Something's wrong. We need to go figure out how to fix this. They go, that's just how it is. And I said, that don't sound right to me. And so I liked um, history and I liked government ever since I was younger. Granted, history is tough uh, a lot when you have bad teachers and it's really boring and, you know, want to fall asleep. But when I'm doing my own homework and reading and stuff, it was interesting. So I paid attention the government stuff. So when I had graduated high school, which was 06, 
And then here, fast forward, Obama was running for president. So I watched the primaries on the Republican side and I watched it on the Democrat side. I had an understanding what those two were because I actually had a good government teacher and we actually took a test. And the test only was between those two parties. So I leaned heavily on the Republican side, like high 80%. I think the reason why it was like 90 or 100 is because I'm more of a constitutionalist than anything else. So I paid attention and I always talked to people about the stuff that was going on, but no one ever gave a damn until Donald Trump decided to run for president. Then everyone was an expert because the media told them what to think and feel. And so everyone had something to say then. But I really was just watching and just paying attention and watching and paying attention. And then I was like, I really want to get my voice out there. Like, I'm sitting there watching them attack the man over and over again. So honestly, in a sense, me publicly and going on social media and doing this, Trump was uh, inspiration for that. And so when I, I popped up on Twitter, I did it because I was like self-censoring myself because my friends and family were on Instagram and Facebook. I didn't know anyone on Twitter. So I thought if I go to Twitter, no one's going to see anything I say, like my coworkers, no one. So I, I put it on, I started going on Twitter and I was Donnie04, regular little name. And I just all of a sudden start blowing up and exploding on Twitter and people start calling me the Don. So that's how I changed it to Donnie the Don. And so I just do a lot of research and reading anyway. So then I could put all my knowledge that I had and I was putting it through on Twitter. I've went viral a few times and I started finding my articles on people's websites. And I was like, that kind of scared me because I didn't do this to be like popular or get attention. I was just doing it to like have another voice out there. And then um, I was seeing it, my videos being downloaded and added on Facebook and Instagram. I don't know what I was thinking. I was just thinking maybe, oh, it's just going to stay on Twitter like some naive person. And then I'm realizing, wait a minute, this is impactful. And then I'm sitting there, I'm helping different candidates in, this, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I'm knocking doors and having events because I uh, co-lead a group for Conservative SIP. And I had candidates come and talk to our group do things like that, try to get volunteers, have people knock on doors for these different candidates. And then they'd stole the election for Trump. And I'm upset. And I'm sitting here watching everything go on. And I'm like, how can I fix this locally? What can we do locally? And so I'm looking at people who I can help support run for office locally. And I didn't see anyone I could vote, I could vote for in my, the city that I was in. And I ran for mayor. And I didn't win. <laughs> I didn't win. But I did at the same time because off the record, me and you had discussions. I must have made some kind of impact because I've been targeted. But yeah, I started getting into it because it's like, I can't be quiet. I had to start talking. And now I'm pushing the constitutionalist movement where I want to tour the United States, educate people. An ignorant nation is easy to rule. And so when people don't know their rights, their liberties and their freedoms, they'll comply. They don't know that what rights they have. So here we are today um now i'm sitting here talking to you we have a, a podcast now the constitutionalist and is on all the most of the platforms like apple and spotify um and people can call in it's a community podcast not just me talking this is probably the most i've talked about myself in a while by the way <laughs> but uh yeah so there we are with that i hope you run for mayor again but i feel it's it's very um <clears throat> impressionable because sorry <clears throat> Why is my throat doing this? I haven't drank any. Okay, so <laughs> uh, I feel as though there are a lot of underinformed voters out there of all different age groups and finding younger ones. It's very important. Like I love educating younger voters. Now, 
I'm going to be in that bus tour with her. I just have to tell you. And there is like, um, there is a fundraising page for it <clears throat> to get us out there to speak to everyone, regardless of what you, you know, what side of the fence you're on with politics. Everyone should know everything because there's so much misinformation. Now, I did notice one thing. I, I have this neighbor. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's just like talking. Well, I'm going to vote for this one. I'm not going to vote for that one. So I just said to her, wait a second. I'm like, Jeannie, do you know? anything about any of this? No. Okay. So you're like a 40 year old woman. You're a grown ass woman. Let me rephrase that. And you know nothing, but you want to vote. There should be a test before people even go up to a voting poll. Not even, not just for your ID, but just a test to see if you really know what the initiatives are. Cause I feel as though when people vote, they don't understand you're voting a voice for something that's going to control that's going to control the whole country for the next four years or two years or one year. Mm -hmm. And what do you think is the biggest fault these days with younger voters not stepping up and really learning about everything? And by the way, she became um, a screaming liberal uh, when she ended up, but at least she became a liberal as opposed to Democrat or anything like that because she actually read the stuff. I honestly believe that how we fix this is bringing civics back into public education and bringing in early. Um, I believe I was taught the Bill of Rights while I was in elementary. You know, that's another thing. So, you know, we had to memorize the Bill of Rights. You know, was that was that Western uh, civilization uh, courses? You know, you take in middle school or what is it? World culture. Actually. Yeah, something like that. You learn that stuff. And. That's going to be the first thing, the education. If you're homeschooling your kids, make sure that you're educating them on that, um, not teaching our kids that we're a democracy because a lot of people call us democracy because both sides of the aisle, Republican or Democrat, they call us democracy. We are actually a constitutional federal uh, republic, but for constitutional republic for short or republic for short. But we, we had to educate these people. And, you know, I was actually thinking last year, you know, if, if people are going to vote, they should be able to have to pass a test, like you were saying, you know, basically understanding that. But at the end of the day, that could be a slippery slope. People can take advantage of that. You can say, oh, you're, you're not letting, you let, you know, you're singling out illiterate people or something and, and they won't be able to do it. <laughs> Honestly, when it comes down to it, I have a better solution, I think, that we can do because it will force people to research their candidates and actually understand how the government operates. A lot of people don't realize that their states have constitutions. They don't realize their states have um, their own Congress. They have a House and Senate, and it has to go through the House Senate and, um, to pass a law in their state. And it, has, and it goes up to lieutenant governor, governor, and then they sign it. So a lot of times your governor is getting positive clout for certain things that's going through that's actually going through your, your Congress and your state. Now, my big thing is, you know, I'm huge on all. I want to abolish the political party system completely is how we're going to solve a lot of issues. The problem with the two parties is they are rulers. This is an oligarchy. They, they have every level of government, Democrat, Republican, every branch of government, Democrat, Republican. And they've been they've been consistently uh, creating and enforcing unconstitutional laws and allowing judges to misinterpret what the constitution and our rights mean by trying to create laws like Roe v. versus Wade um, and to make creating laws that they want and get, getting uh, using court decisions. And also too, um, there's, a, a, there's no checks and balances anymore. 
when you have parties who are ruling over people and then they own the media. So they're the only ones getting their voices out. So when you have an independent person running or someone who's not popular with the Republican Party because they haven't invested enough time or they haven't declared their loyalty to the party, then they're not going to help them. You're not going to hear about them unless people take the initiative to do the research themselves. So real quick, one more other thing. There's a thing people call themselves patriots, okay? If you really truly know what a patriot is, real quick, small, tiny history lesson. The patriots were the ones who fought for this country to have independence from the crown. The loyalists, which are the same people that are loyal to parties before the country, the loyalists are those who were refused and say, you're taking right, you're taking voters away from Republican Party. You're taking votes away from a Democrat Party. Or I'm going to vote Republican because it's a lesser of two evils. I'm going to do this and that. They both have been infringing on our rights. They're both not in the best interest of people. They only care about having the power for each other. The blue wave, red wave are not for the people. It's for those parties. And so if you're going to call yourself a patriot, the patriots are George Washington and our forefathers who were actually ones who fought for uh, our country to exist today. The loyalists are the ones who are loyal to the crown. And if you guys want our country back, you got to stop this loyalist mentality to the parties. You're so right. You're so you're so smart. It's so refreshing. I can't wait for like for the Donnie mobile to come out to California because we'll be touring that whole thing. And let me just give you a quick narrative. So <clears throat> we just had the primaries. Mm. This is about voter fraud. And I know this is like a tricky subject for a lot of people and a very touchy one. But let's just we I think we all need to address it because it could be a problem. Yeah. Now, we had Rick Caruso and Karen Bass running. Uh, for um, mayor mm -hmm. LA. Uh, Rick Caruso, for those of you listening, is a businessman. He developed the Grove. He's not looking to gentrify LA. Like I really did my research. Mm -hmm. Now he was ahead by 5%. Then all of a sudden we had a bunch of late mail-in ballots, which mm -hmm. put Karen Bass ahead, which would actually make LA way worse than what it is now. I just want to get your talk. That's possible. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, because people are afraid it, but <laughs> there's a but I know there's a but in there. Okay. What's your take on it? <laughs> you know, referring back to what I was saying with the, the whole party system issue um, and voting issue, in order for us to take our country back, the elections aren't going to solve that. You can't vote out dictators. As we sat there and watched, you know, like we said, 2020, how that happened. And you look at these primaries. I actually brought this up on my show yesterday. Um, so the incumbents across the line who's had their um, primaries in their states already, they're still winning. Only 2.4% Democrats have lost their seats as incumbents who ran for re-election. And only 7% uh, of the, the Republicans have actually lost um, their races as incumbents. But as, as pissed off as America is, those voting results don't match. And I can understand your frustration in California because in Texas, the same thing happened. And also, that's another reason why I have uh, pretty much really cut that cord with Trump is all these bad endorsements. Um, but in California, I saw that thing going on with you guys. And I actually saw some people cheering as if he had already won his election, that election. And, and it's like, so people don't see anything weird with the results changing after a couple of days. Like, think about this. Student council meetings, um, you know, have student council. If if the student body voted for a person and the next day they say, oh, just kidding. Sally Sue actually won. We have all these little votes that popped in. We missed the other day. 
people aren't questioning that. We don't have three uh, secure elections because these two parties and their elite establishment class decides who goes into the seats and who's given all the money, which corporations, because these if they make it for the most part, they're sellouts. The only person I can say, like off the top of my head, who I don't believe is a sellout is Thomas Massey in Kentucky in the House. That's very interesting. And what it, what are your thoughts on mail-in ballots? And just actually, let me rephrase that. What are your thoughts on all these extra days we get to vote? Because I always thought it should just be one day out of the year. OK, that one, one day. day that's election day. Get off of work early, keep the polls open late or just take the day off from work and have to make it more, you know, enticing. Go ahead and just pay your employees like some kind of a fee for missing like a voting fee for the day. They take off mm-hmm. work and go do that. Make it a holiday. <laughs> You yeah. think it could just be one day? I mean, the government makes other holidays and forces people to the companies to pay for those. I mean, why couldn't this be one? A really know, good answer. Like, <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I will say this. It needs to be one day and it needs to be on hemp paper. <laughs> yeah. Paper, hemp paper ballots. Is that, that's what we need. So if you're going to say, oh, we can't cut down all these trees. People can vote. We got hemp paper. Let's use that. That's a really good point, because I was saying that the other day about the paper ballot. I said, you're you're costing these trees their lives for paper just to vote. And oddly enough, I was told that I voted by mail, which I didn't. I do everything in person. But, you know, who knows? It's just I guess it has to be looked at a lot closer down the line. And I hope you run for something is heck because if AOC could run. And like I do listen to my bartender when I'm drunk and only drunk. <laughs> anyone could run. And you seem to have you obviously have way more. um sense about that. And what do you think as far as as a local level, we have to get involved no matter what it is? Do you have any intention of getting involved at a local level doing something soon? Because I think you just need to you have to run for something. You really do. (laughs) Well, at the moment, I'm not running for anything um, at the moment, not for 2022, uh, because I see that the elections aren't working. I see that we need to fix some things first. First, I need to do my best and grow the movement and the people across the nation to um, educate everyone on what the rights are, what the freedoms are. Like you do not have to be on the Democrat Republican plantation in order to save your country. We have a declaration of independence. I'm not advocating for a civil war or violence, but it, the declaration of independence does say that we can take our country back any way we see possible and as fast as possible. And I'm just I'm just rephrasing. I'm not saying it word for word, but that's exactly what it says. And people don't understand that people are even saying that this document doesn't even mean anything legally, but it actually was signed through the cons of uh, the Congressional Congress into law. And it was us, our first founding document of us becoming our own independent country. So for me, it's like repeating the same thing I did already running for um, for mayor. But if I run for office in the future, it's going to be more so something nationwide, less uh, not so local. My whole goal is to help find those people who are running locally. But I feel the most important elections, especially right now, are your sheriff departments. You got to elect the right sheriff to protect you against your state government, your municipal uh, governments and your federal government. Um, whenever they come in and try to infringe your constitutional rights, if you have a sheriff department that's there and want to protect you, we need that. I'm not running for a sheriff because I know my strengths and my weaknesses, but I think we can help find and elect some really good patriots, real patriots, to fill those seats. And then if they're running as independent constitutionals, um, people who really support the Constitution, all of the Bill of Rights, not just a couple of them, we're going to be in good hands. But 
overall right now, elections um, are not even in my mindset. Um, it'll come back to me most likely in 2024, but we have to, you know, we have to raise a, a, an army. You know, we have to raise um, the army of God because God has been removed out of this, this country. And if we have the, sh- we have the um, armor of God on us, how are, we gonna get, how are they going to stop us? They can't. <laughs> it's just it's a very I mean you don't understand like I'm looking at you and I'm hearing all this and it's just like music to my ears because you see so many kids in LA they're more concerned about how many viewers they have on TikTok um just around California then you have these midterms they don't know what they're voting for they don't know how to vote but you have so many idiots running there's one person whose statement said um f politics it's like and you're running it's like, then why is your name even on this ballot? Like, do you think they should be limited to the amount of people that run each election, such as the smaller ones? Actually, not necessarily. So with me wanting to abolish the entire party system, I feel like people should be able to run for office. If they're limited, then I guess who they're going to put up there. Same problem we're having now. So what we can do is right now, independents don't have a primary, Right. So if we, the rules are tweaked, like I said, when we change things around and try to fight for certain things, we tweak things, there could be a primary for the independents and maybe like the top five or four or whatever can be the ones that's running for those particular seats. And then you have whoever has a higher percentage wins. But instead of having to only be between two parties, no. Um, But I don't think there should be a limit off the bat, but I think that people should be able to choose who they want to support into making that top what five or whatever number we choose for those people. It's a shame that a lot of schools are no longer teaching the constitution and the actual bill of rights and history in that respect. They have right. money to do other things, you know, but just not that, which makes no sense whatsoever. It's a tragedy, honestly. Uh, yeah, actually it is because we're in a generation now where they will never ever learn how to write in cursive. Or uh, and, and that's just yeah, a girl started an argument at a restaurant the other day. It was the check she brought me was from another table about 20 or 30 minutes later. She finally brings me mine or what I thought was mine. Then it was from another table. And then I had like four wrong checks before the right one. And I said, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know if you're new, but you just just pay attention. Oh, my God. This is just so aggressive. It's causing me trauma. Oh. I'm like, you know what? Don't pull that shit with me. You can't even write cursive. So don't, <laughs> don't. Yeah. Nonetheless, she'd been serving tables for quite some time, supposedly. And it's just a different mm. culture. Um, do you feel as though, like with your bus tour that I'm really excited about, it's going to be great. Is that also to help find new, um, new candidates for certain offices locally? Yes, actually. And real quick too, it's, um, on our budget right now, it's a camper um, that we're go- I'm going to be using. So I don't have to fly places and I'll have somewhere to stay regardless of where I go in the country. So they're going to turn a Tahoe into a camper. So that's the goal. Um, but yes, definitely. So actually at these events, um, I'm co- like I'm coordinating with you in different parts of the country, coordinating which uh, areas we're going to go to, which other people in their areas that are leaders in the community we're going to be talking, we're going to have cookout, like block parties, everything, humanizing ourselves again, because we've gotten to a point where we're just so, we're not humanizing, like, listen, guys, people are okay with someone saying, oh, the, the, the Republican Party is going to take the House back, the Democrat Party is going to take the House back, or the, the White House back. It should be the people are taking it back, 
So when we have these discussions and I go and talk to people, I'm like, it's going to be a crowd of people. I'm like, if you're here right now today, look, we're civil, we're humans. They don't want people to see that we were actually united. They want us to think that we all hate each other. I have no idea what all your guys' political backgrounds and beliefs were before I came up here today. But I bet you anyone in this crowd right now that's here and has been here this whole time will be an excellent person to run for office. And like I said, my main focus will be the sheriff departments. So I bet you right now. So right here, you've met all these people. You talk to these people. You already going to have a support base because this already helps. So if you decide, you know what? I like what she had to say. I want to stand up and I want to run. I want to run for the sheriff um, position for the next time that election cycle comes up. You already have all these people here who will help you. So this this movement is going to do a lot. It's different. And as you know, a lot of public figures and, and uh, other folks out there are heavily funded. And it also depends on what corporations or establishments is funding them. I am not controlled. I cannot be controlled. So this is straight up independent work. This is independently doing stuff. Um, I honestly feel that God put me on this path because I wouldn't really do it. I'm actually truly an introvert. Um, when you meet me in person, I'm actually pretty quiet. I, I really don't do a lot of talking unless I'm on stage and I have to. And then once I am finished with talking to people and everything, I go home and relax. I'm like I need to recharge too many people. <laughs> but um, I'm doing this because I feel like it's the right thing to do. And, and who else to do it? I, you can't corrupt me. If you're going to do something to me, that's one thing, but you're not going to be able to say, Hey, I'll give you a million dollars. If you decide to do this. That's not going to work. I, I want, I'm not going to do that. What's the point of me doing this if I'm just going to sell out? I don't, I'm not here for the money or I would have done it a long time ago. I've invested thousands of free hours into this already before I even decided what the movement is going to be and our goals. Because on the website, www.notpoliticalproperty.com, I actually have the mission statement on there. Everything, the goals that I want to accomplish on there. If you want to donate, then that's separate from the, the tour. If you want to donate, you can. Because all this equipment, all these uh, things that you use, software, marketing, the time invested in researching, that's not free. We're not a socialist com a country. So like, if you want to contribute to that and you don't believe in socialism, people working for free, you can go ahead. Want to buy some merch? Go ahead. That helps. Put the money where it's actually helping you and not where you think, oh, they're popular and they have all this money and have a big name. They're funded. That's why they can do this full time. People like myself and, and Miss Jasmine here, we're yeah. not funded. <laughs> no, that's true. None of us are. And people get this whole impression about it. And you know, it's very, it's it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. And when you're saying you're for the people, like, I know what your initiatives are. I know 100% you're for the people. Do you feel as though when AOC went out there and said, hey, I'm for the people with her crazy eyes, did you actually believe her? Uh, I've, I've never even really done a good job. Oh, absolutely not, honestly. So I think that's a little problem, too, when people say they're for the people. People have heard that multiple times and watch actions Um you know, are different than what they say they are. And you see them actually catering to whoever actually paid for their campaigns um, and voting. I also did post to the, the pharmaceutical companies, uh, I believe it was $785,000 went to Republican candidates. Uh, I think 174,000 went to Democrat candidates and anybody who challenged, who uh, challenged the election results and didn't sign, certify the election, the pharmaceutical companies withheld funding their campaigns the next time. So, it's just 
these people aren't genuine. You got to look at exactly how they act. You got to pay attention to these bills. I know it's boring, but look how these people voted. Did they actually vote according to how they said they would? Or are they just grifting? Because there's a difference because people will do stuff to get money, fame, power. But after so long, you guys, if you're in a relationship with someone consistently lies to you, because we're in a very abusive relationship right now with the government of the United States of America, a regular human being most likely will get dunked. We hear real quick if they were lying to you consistently, stealing from you, all the things that America's done from you from, to us, then how come it's so hard for you to break up from the Democrat Republican Party if they're lying and stealing from you, telling you everything you want to hear, like, like some crazy narcissistic psychopaths? So if you don't, we don't want to be victims. We want to be, we want to be victors. And if a Democrat, uh, the Republican Party wins, that's a win for them. That's not a win for the people. If, if you can distinctly see what's actually good for people and say, hey, this is a, not a win if you're going for blue or red, then I think that people should be able to realize that. And I think most people I talk to in person actually don't like either party. Um, if you look at statistics, a lot there's a, a, a huge number. I think it's like 77 million um, adults who are eligible to vote don't vote because they say they don't feel like their vote counts according to their issues. And they also feel that um, they don't like the Republican or Democrat Party. So why vote for either one of them? That was me until before Trump. So there's a lot of people out there. He's got to tap into it. And we got to get out there and talk to him, get this information out. When we go talk at schools, when we go talk to people and do video interviews and talk to them, we're not doing it to make fun of them. Because that's what I've been seeing other ones do. Hey, look how dumb this person is. They don't know what their constitution means. They don't. They thought that um, Elvis Presley was president. I want to be able to ask them the questions and then give them the answers and give them, here is my website, here is some um, evidence to show you this because I'm only, I'm here to educate you. I'm not just using this for sound bites to make fun of you because I actually do care about the people and not my brand or popularity. That makes my a lot of sense. And that's true. A lot of people just confuse the two very fast. And you yeah. know, it's, quite, it's a very, um, it's a dangerous time when we can't figure this out. You know? Yeah. And with that said, what did you want to become as a child? Did you ever see yourself getting into politics or did you want, I like, I wanted to be a vet at one point. I think we all did. <laughs> uh, what did you want to become? You know, it's really funny. I wanted to be a lawyer, <laughs> but when I got older, I was wanting to do like media and radio, like in high school and stuff. And then I uh, went for English rhetoric and writing. And so rhetoric is, you know, the art of persuasion. It all kind of like ties in. But I ran. Actually, I actually don't talk about this very often on my things. I kind of forget. I actually did pageants in high school. So, yeah. So when I did the pageants and stuff, they asked you questions. They do the interview stuff. And they asked me what I wanted to do when I was um, whenever I graduated and what I wanted to do. I said uh, initially I wanted to be a lawyer, but then I wanted to be a prosecutor. Now, when I did the 4-H pageant in um, uh, Delaware County when I was, I think I was a sophomore in high school. They said prostitute. I said prosecutor. And I'm like, I think one of, I think I may, may have been the only black girl in that pageant. Like that's a 4-H stuff right there. But, but I, I kind of misunderstood. I wasn't, like I said, I'm not, uh, back when I was younger, I didn't know as much as I know now. I was thinking 
oh, the prosecutor is the good guy taking on the criminals and bad guys. Because I didn't think about attorneys having all these different industries they could work in. But now I'm kind of like, man, I wish I would I would understood that better. But with how I'm doing things now and looking how I'm see- I'm not going to say every attorney's bad or lawyer is bad, but everyone has been trained in a particular way in their industry. And they think they know exactly what's right. They make their relationships, with DAs, judge, just prostituted. Pro- see, I did it again. Um, <laughs> prosecutors and DAs and everything like that. And they and then it's, it's all these people came from the bar association. Another piece of reason why we don't have real checks and balances anymore. And so and they'll lose their licenses if they don't do certain things a certain way. And then they can't actually go represent people. I don't feel like people are truly being represented. I don't really hear attorneys really using and gun holding these constitutional rights that people have unless they've given some unless someone has a whole lot of money and legal services and legal uh things should be given to freely but i think in most cases if our country didn't have so many unconstitutional laws in place if it was mainly just the constitution we're looking at people can represent themselves because it should be that easy that the forefathers made it to where it was easy to understand it was comprehensible yeah that's so true i'm pausing for one second i just have to get i have to let the water people in. Give me one second. Okay, no problem. Edit this out when you edit it. Come back. Thank you. Welcome back. Here we are. <laughs> that's interesting. I mean, it's almost, I mean, you probably, you could be a lawyer. I'm pretty sure people tell me that all the time because <laughs> I learned a lot about the law. And then plus my mom worked in it. And um, you just learn things over the years, you know, but that's, that's super interesting. And how old were you when you moved to Texas from Indiana? I think I was 19. Okay. And were you in any school like councils or any school clubs? Did you lead something? You have to have led something. Oh, well, in high school, I ran track basically even before high school. Like every since I was old enough to do it, I ran track. And then I was a water girl for the football team uh, my sophomore to senior year. And I was in theater, choir, uh, radio and TV at the school. I might be forgetting something. Oh, obviously I did, I did pageants and stuff. But when I got into college, um, I started off at a Tarrant County College, uh, community college first. And if your grades are a particular way, basically you're on dean's list. You are uh, you qualify for being part of Phi Theta Kappa. And I became an officer with them um, under the fundraising piece of it. So a leadership role for my grades being pretty good. And then um, I was actually a president of the government club at TCC, but it wasn't very long. It was like maybe like a semester, which is something I wanted to like add to my resume. And then I went to, I transferred over to A&M and I coincidentally became the president of Sigma Tau Delta, but I started off just as a historian. But the president got really busy and everything. So asked me to take over and I did. It wasn't, for, like I said, like these things can be like semester long. But yeah, I've, I've taken uh, initiative on some things in the educational part of my life to take some kind of leadership role and be involved in the community. And then also real quick too, this is not anything with school or anything, but right after I had graduated from high school, I was volunteering at the Beulah Center and the Beulah Center, um, when parents were going to work, their kids would go there and we, you know, do their food and lunches, they have activities and everything and then pick them up. And so I, I volunteered doing that. And I had a young lady. Her name was Jasmine, too, I believe, by the way. <laughs> and then she ended up doing a, the, a little girls pageant. Um, so and 
And then I also volunteered uh, the art center downtown and I volunteer helping kids with their arts and stuff. Like I just, I just volunteered and did those kind of things back then too. I just, I, I like I said, I volunteer a lot of services now in the, the political arena, but not kind of necessarily the same, but I guess I've always had that spirit, you know, since I was a kid to like do something, do more for my community, give back the, like the blessings that I've been given and pay them for Cause why would God give me something to waste? You've got to hear Donnie on her Twitter spaces. It's so much fun because I think it's one of those things when we get riled up by a certain topic, it's like we're getting on Twitter spaces, we're getting on there. And she has a huge, huge following. So regardless of what side of the fence you're on politically, it's good to hear something from everyone in a very um, non-confrontational, you know, mature way, I should say, because we speak like we're adults. What would you be doing if you were not in politics? I'll be back to doing sales like I was before. I I started off um, selling insurance, life and health insurance and annuities. Um, Then I started off with a company, if you've heard them before, New York Life. Then I switched to being an independent uh, insurance agent where I had multiple different companies, which I can offer more solutions to people. I loved it. I like to go back to it. But when I first started, uh, like you said, if you, it's like having your own business and they recruit these people not explaining that you should have money saved up already because it's just like starting a new business. They just get people. And so um, I just like, OK, I got into office supplies, uh, not just office, but business supplies, business to business sales. My main thing was business to business. Also, I did insurance. I did some company um, plans, too. Um, but then I started selling software. And so then I ran for office. And here I am doing everything, been going through a lot of stuff. It's probably like the lowest I've been in my life right now, but still fighting. And then if I don't tell you guys, you're not going to really know about it. but you know, um, like I said, I can't quit. I can't sell out and I can't quit. What was the point of me even starting this and doing this if I wasn't going to finish this? This is there's other things people start and finish. Right. But this is something I feel like I need to do um, because I feel like God needs me to do it because, you know, I'm not going to speak for him. But what I've been seeing shown is and I've spoken with him in my dreams. And I've been shown things and been put on a particular path. I wouldn't have the platform I have without him. I've had other platforms before, never was this size, never this much influence came from it. But he's using me and my voice now, one of his one of his peeps on his earth. I believe and, what you're supposed to do, 100%. Like, you are supposed to. So there's nothing else. I, true. And if you think about all the things that I've done in the past, that all those skills and those things I've been given and I've acquired and earned, they all have been used and doing this stuff, I learned how to sell and talk to people. I've learned how to speak in front of crowds in a sense, but that I wasn't doing before. And I've learned some marketing skills, you know, you gotta be able to present and show what you're trying to discuss. People, people, you're not, people aren't shallow, but people like things that make sense to their eyes or catch their eyes. So you have to think about those certain things when you're putting information out there. That's true. That's why a lot of people get drawn in by the controversial titles or this or that, you know, but yeah. it'll be an interesting time. And I want you to tell everyone your links. And for some reason, when we're talking about the bus tour, I don't know why I thought about this the other day. And it wasn't like a bad thing. Remember Beavis and Butthead across America? 
<laughs> yeah. 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 It's not going to be like Beavis and Butthead across America with the dam that breaks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those no. outfits, though, the black sneakers with white socks. I just don't get that with guys. I actually asked Mike Judge once on Twitter, like, <laughs> why that outfit? Because now guys wear that. Well, I think he's like looking down at his shoes one day and that's what he's wearing. So, and don't worry, no one hit my eye. I just had laser. That's all. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, anywho, uh, could we have the links, please? And the, but yeah, everything, please. Oh. Yeah. So, if you want to be able to find everything for the most part, the website is www.notpoliticalproperty.com. We are not owned by any prop, anybody or property of God. So that's the website. And then if you're looking for me on the social media platforms, it's Donnie the Dawn on every platform. You may have to add a line on the bottom if I'm being shadow banned. But for the most part, if you type in Donnie the Dawn, you'll find me on those platforms. And the podcast I said is on uh, Spotify and Apple and some other platforms. You just, they just sync them over. Uh, the podcast is called The Constitutionalist. And last I checked, if you search The Constitutionalist on Apple or Spotify, it's one of the first things that pops up. I think it's the first thing that pops up. So, yeah. or just type in Donnie the Don, it should pop up too. It is actually, it does pop up because you're the only, I think, yeah, you're like the only one with that name. There's some more. They're just not as cool as me. They're not. <laughs> I was going to look at that. But yes, that's very interesting. Yeah, I did. it. I was on your podcast once before. It was a lot of fun. We have Yes. Fun. Yeah, come back. Yeah, let, let's set you. it up again. Let's let's do that because it's important too with everything going on in the world today. Mm-hmm. But I really urge everyone out there to please read everything from now on when you vote. I know this is a totally different topic than we have most of the time, but we need people like this, like Donnie out there doing things like this. But you also need to read and educate yourselves more than anything. But make sure you could um, donate to the Hands Across America bus tour. That's what I'm calling it. Oh, yes. I forgot. It, it's called the Constitutionalist Tour of America. There you go. So, my bad. I should have said that from the very beginning, you guys. I'm like I said, it's easy for me to ask for other people to help support things, even though this is for other people. But like with my name on it and stuff, it's, it's not as easy. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on it. I'm going to practice better and start doing that because um, we want to start by the end of August. So when... I'm going to really be hitting the pavement and trying to get people to start donating here soon on everything. It's already on the not uh, political property.com website. You can go to the link there too and find it. But, and also you can, when you, if you donate, you can say, Hey, I will be very helpful in help helping you on um, organizing in my area. If you can come to my area. So that helps me too, because I, like I said, this is this is just a, a tiny grassroots movement, and I'm depending on the people, and we're all depending on each other so we can get this rolling. But yeah, it's gonna be a blast, and got so many people to talk to. And also, um, another thing I want to start asking people, I haven't yet, Jasmine. Yeah. I'm gonna get a PO box set up soon, and I'm gonna start asking people to donate constitutions so I can start handing them out um, at these yeah. events. Um, I have some people that said they will already, but yeah, yeah that's excellent. And just for the guys listening, she's not sleeping in the freaking RV camper, just so you know that, because she has places to stay everywhere she goes. Yes. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> anything, if there's food, drinks, whatever, you want to have the cook out at your place and host it, feel free to do it. You know, I think it's a great idea. And um, that's anything else you got to plug? 
Uh, the one more, one more thing. As I'm actually having. Actually, I have uh, two other independent product products projects that are coming out as well. Um, one is going to be have a lot to do with how we can really help uh, pull a lot of people over to being independents and thinking for themselves because, you know, Donald Trump did a lot uh, when it came to pulling Hispanics or um, black people over in, in percentage numbers than most of any Republican candidates done. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to squash his numbers um, to become independents, not Republicans. I need to, be able to walk away, walk away, or just, just walk away <laughs> completely. And um, the other thing that I'm working on, because this, this is, is huge. It has to do with the 1960 era and how America has treated people and how they've been distributing rights. It's, it's going to be major. Um, and the next thing I'm working on too is, uh, I can actually tell you guys what this one is. I'm working on a declaration of independence from the Democrat and Republican party, same kind of setup as uh, Thomas Jefferson's version of it. But I want, like I said, I want to abolish the party. So I want to make sure there's a PDF file available and free on the website because I want everyone to have access to it. But I'm already working on trying to get, uh, figure out who I'm going to self-publish through. So you can actually have a physical copy of the book as well. Um, will it actually, uh, get rid of the party system. I mean, I think it'd be fantastic if it did, but I think one big thing it's gonna do is bring the awareness of their crimes and what they've done and and how people are as loyalists consistently continue to uh, support those parties are actually hurting America and other places across the globe. Um, and, and all their heinous crimes that so they, they honestly uh, should be deemed as terrorist organizations. And so with the real quick, the Declaration of Independence, he starts off with a preamble he goes through and discusses, you know, it's really very popular. We talk about all the time. It's on my, it's actually my um, anthem beginning and end of my shows all the time. Uh, we hold these truths, that part. And then he talks about all the things, the grievances, the crimes that the King George III had committed. And then he goes into conclusion, obviously us declaring ourselves as an independent country. And so that's what I'm going to do. I want to de uh, declare our independence from the Democrat Republican Party because they are the system. They are the ones controlling and destroying everything. Food, baby formula, everything. <laughs> Schools. Yeah, no, this is great. Um, I'm all for it. So I hope we see you guys on the bus tour and all over the place. So don't forget, we'll be posting all of her information. Check her out and uh, yeah, pick up a copy of the Declaration of Independence. Like, why not? Right. Mm hmm. So and that's uh, coming out soon. I'm working on it. My first book. I'm excited. I am too. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank so you. Hurry up.